there, it's your favorite girl, Manji Nadia Faka, author of Mom. Welcome to Candid Talks on the Fierce Femme Energy Podcast. Coco Chanel once famously said, a woman who cuts her hair is about to change her life. So my question to you is, what's hair got to do with it? Today, we're going to be focusing on short hair. This segment is based on Chapter 1, Book of Queens and it's primarily focused on short hair. As a black woman, the length, the look, the feel, the texture of our hair is such a trivial thing, especially within our community. Hair is almost like a way that we maintain and obtain the ever-changing beauty standard. Here with me today are lovely, beautiful ladies who've either gotten the big chop once twice, been bald, had it tapered, however you want to slice it or dice it. Well, without further ado, let me welcome you to our lovely, lovely panel. Ladies, in no particular order, go ahead and introduce yourselves. Um, so my name is Imani Hepburn. Um, out of the many fun facts, <laughs> um, I think one would be that I cut my hair almost every six months. <laughs> um, the longest I've ever gone without cutting it is about three years, which was most recently. Oh, wow. That's interesting. I really want to, um, I would like for you to share with us um, later on in the podcast what, you know, causes you to do that constantly. But yeah, it's cool. All right. Who wants to go next? I guess I'll go really quickly. Um, so, hey, y'all. My name is LaToya and I am from Brooklyn, but I'm now live in Queens where I've been here for about 10 years now. So shout out to anybody who's in Queens um, or from Queens. Um, I also run a local book club here in Queens called Red Wine and Thoughts by Black. So look out for that. Um, and one fun fact about me is I've had my hair cut short since I was about 15 years old. So, yep. I'm also um, originally from Brooklyn. I moved to Queens. Ago, so um, I feel you. I'm here with you on that. <laughs> okay. Um, who do we have? Let's go next. Let's go next. I feel like I'm going to choose somebody. Somebody with red lipstick. Can Hi, next? <laughs> I'm Cashel. Um, my cousin also, like Shauna, my cousin tagged me in the post for this, and I just figured I recently um, chopped my hair for the second time in my life. The first time I was just graduating high school uh, in 99, and I cut it and locked it. And then recently, more recently, I did it again this year. Um, fun fact about me is that I've been writing since I was seven. But I published my first um, poem in an uh, all-black anthology this year. Oh, and congrats. I forgot to um, congratulate all you ladies on um, your endeavors. It's so funny how this works out. We're all storytellers to some extent. So I'm really excited. And I know this is going to be an amazing podcast. I feel it. Um, yeah, shout out to you. Yes. Alrighty, um, we're not gonna say last yet because Shoshana gotta go again. 
But um, Athena, Athena. Hi, hi everyone. Hi. Um, can you guys hear me? Yes. Okay. Um, my name is Athena. I'm from the Bronx. Um, so hello, my New York people. <laughs> um, a fun fact about myself would be that um, I have multiple businesses from painting into body care and candles. I'm very big on self-care. So that right there, I definitely want to indulge in and always look up for new ways to innovate. That's great. That's lovely. We love self-care over here at Fierce Femme Energy Podcast. Yes. We love it when women take care of themselves unapologetically. And um, so um, after this podcast, actually, I'm going to reach out to you ladies. Um, and if you have anything going on, you know, I'm, I'm happy to support. I'm happy to, to purchase, you know. Right now, I'm um, using this product called Respected, um, from Respected Roots. It's like for your hair or whatever. It smells good, feels good, everything. I'm all about the skincare, hair care thing. So just go ahead and shoot me that text, that link, and I'll be happy to support it. And last but not least, because you said first shall be last and last shall be first. Look at that. <laughs> Trishana. <laughs> Trishana, we can't hear you, boo. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, yes. Shoshana, but you guys can call me Shauna. And again, I don't have a fun fact, but my cousin tagged me in this post and I was like, it should be a fun time. Like I, like I said, I'm interested in hearing your, like other women's point of, point of view. So yeah. Okay. All right. So before we get into the, we, before we get into the um, conversation, I just wanted to um, go ahead and um, share a few um, interesting um reasons why women cut their hair off. Um, you know, initially before getting you on this podcast, I did send you all um, a quick questionnaire just to, I kept it open for a reason because I wanted to see um, if there are any differences, similarities and the reasons why women cut their hair and especially black women and what were the responses, did they vary? I didn't really wanna put too much of my own thinking into it. I really wanted to keep it as open and um, subjective um, for everyone because that's what makes a podcast interesting, right? Um, so I got this list, it's kind of dated. So um, don't come for me y'all, but this was the closest thing to like an actual like, I was like, oh, okay, this, these are reasons that I haven't heard. So it's 16 reasons why women cut their hair off. This is from an article in 2012 from Yahoo News. So yeah, it's dated, but the reasons are pretty, are still pretty um, relevant. So we have reason one, to finally be free. Number two, to get attention. Number three, to get respect. Um, <laughs> number four, somebody said YOLO, you only live once. <laughs> reason five, to tell your friends, family, you don't know me, even if they probably do. Um, number six, I really don't like this answer, but um, it says because you've lost your mind. Um, I don't like that answer because I'm really um, a stickler when it comes to mental health. But I mean, for the set, for the um, lack of better terms, yeah, to lose your mind. Um, to play a girl pretending to be a guy in a movie, um, to look like Mia Farrow, to get over a bad breakup, to be extremely passive aggressive. Um, I don't agree with that one either. Um, mm -hmm. To stop having your hair rule your life because you're sick, to manage Olympic stress, 
because you just had a kid to pass a drug test or because you're Amanda Cox. Knox. Um, some interesting reasons there. Um, but most definitely um, not invalid, right? Um, when first I didn't even introduce myself. I introduced myself in the in the email, but I didn't introduce myself. So um, if you ladies, um, I'm sure you already know, but I am a first time self-published author this year um, as of March 31st. Um, like you, I, I, I don't remember who mentioned a poetic anthology. Yes, Kasha. So um, this is a poetic anthology. I will be sending you ladies um, copies, complimentary copies for getting on this podcast because I really and truly loved how um, um, in tune you were into this conversation and getting it started. Um, so it's a poetic anthology. It follows my life story, but it also touches on different topics and four um, chapters. And it's a great read. Um, I when I implore you, once you read it, share it with somebody you love, a black woman you love. Um, share it to share it with a man, friend, family member, coworker. I really do think that this is a great like guidebook. Um, not because I know it all, but because I touch on experiences that so many of us can definitely relate to whether you're a man, woman, um, black or white. So um, yeah, that's me. I'm a creative. I'm also a photographer. Um, I also own a startup clothing line and um, I love to dance. I love to dance. I just love the arts. But that's enough about me. We're going to get into this conversation here. So oftentimes short hair, um, the response is different, right? From work, um, your friend circle, your family circle, your relationship circle, um, how, before we even get to how the response is, if briefly each and every one of you women can just like chime in and tell us how, um, how did you get to the point of, okay, I'm going to cut my hair, um, why, um, what was the response, just kind of generally, um, Talk about what your experience was like. No, no particular order. I'll go first. <laughs> Sean is like, yeah, I better go first. <laughs> um, when I first cut my hair, I was in high school, and I'm 27 now. I'm 27 now. Um, and I, I had just cut my hair like into a pixie cut for like picture day or whatever, and I. I didn't have a job in high school. I, of course, you know, my parents were supporting me and I was like, damn, I really need my hair done, but this is really not working for me right now. My hair was dry. It just looked raggedy. So I was like, ooh, I think my dad has clippers and I cut my hair off myself. <laughs> so when I came out the bathroom, my mother was like, what did you do? And then she took me to the barber and it's been low ever since. I don't think I've ever grown my hair out past like an afro. Yeah. After that. Yeah, no, I haven't grown it out since then much really. So it's been short. And okay, been, right. We have some similarities there. I'm gonna talk, we're gonna talk about that once everybody um else shares, but yeah. Cool. All right, who's next? I guess I'll go next. 
Um, the first time I cut my hair. Oh my God. I was in high school too. <laughs> um, my hair has been permed since I was 12. Um, and like, you know, when you're here, I don't know if you guys ever had permed hair, but like when it was freshly permed, it was long and bouncy and great. It didn't last. <laughs> um, so it was kind of like stringy. It was still long, but it was thin. So I was like, uh-uh, I'm not. It was, I think it was right before my senior year of high school. I just snip, snip. And ever since then, I've been cutting it sporadically because it's like, hey, it's going to grow back. <laughs> so <laughs> um, that was the first time. And ever since then, I've cut it like pretty much every three to six months after that. And uh, when me and my husband got together, he dared me to grow it out for a long period of time because he's like, I'm scissor happy. Um, and before the last time I cut it, it's been growing out for three years. And then I was like, <laughs> like literally took the shares and cleaned it off. We actually videotaped it because it was hilarious. But yeah, well, and it was a little cut it too. <laughs> <laughs> well at least we can say that you know you stuck it out for as long as you can he better have given you credit because okay <laughs> <laughs> all right uh who wants to go next i go next so the first time i cut my hair was in 2017 after transitioning so I, you know, cut off the ends and I was like, okay, this is going to be it. And I grow it healthy from here until last year hit. And I just decided to chop it all off. I chopped it all off. I only had about an inch of hair, if that, <laughs> and um, dyed it. And it, that was the first time I've ever really cut my hair off like that. And the reason I did that was like just getting rid of loose ends. Like, you know, men in my life got rid of that, got rid of the hair. I just felt like a brand new woman. So, and I've been growing it ever since. That's I don't think I'm cutting again, though. <laughs> nice, nice. Ooh, why is it saying my connection is unstable? I'm connected to the Wi Fi over here. They better not play with me. Sorry, ladies. Um, <laughs> all right, so Kashal Latoya. Latoya, Kashal. Something. Lachelle. Oh. Well, I said Lachelle. <laughs> I was about to do my little DMX. <laughs> he said my name, though, just. You know, he did. He said, La he said Latoya. <laughs> um, I would say for me, uh, like many people have already said, you know, the first time was high school. And um, I grew up in Long Island and, you know, at that time in Long Island, um, being black was like a novelty, you know, it was that uh, I always wanted to be genuine and authentic and I grew up around a lot of bullshit <laughs> a lot of pretentiousness a lot of bougie stuff and and there's nothing wrong with being that way if that's who you are that's just not who I was and so I think by the time I graduated um I was like and I really loved Lauren Hill she was popular and at that time and she had the locks and I was like wow I would love to 
you know, present that part of myself. And I did. And it was a big deal because then there wasn't like all this hair care that there is now and were no tutorials and like you just went rogue. And I really quick story. I remember this girl, um, I had a friend at the time who went to Hofstra and she had a friend um, who was like Ethiopian. And I'm saying that to say she had a look to her that was, you know, you know, culturally relevant to that culture. And I remember we were going to a party, like a, um, a frat party. And we were in the elevator and she looked at my hair and she was like, why would you want to do that to your hair? Like, why would you want to cut it off and, and just wear it like all nappy like that? I'll never forget that. And I said, because that's who I am. That's what I look like. And I like it. That's why I did it, you know? And I wore locks from all the way that time. I had locks and then I think I cut them out and then I had it natural. And then I locked it again in 04. And then I had the locks all the way up until May of this year. And, um, and now fast forward, I turned 40 this year also. And, um, I, well, thank you. I'm glad to be here. I have to tell you, <laughs> um, and I was like, this is a new chapter. I just got my license um, in New York State. I'm a therapist. And so, you know, I was like, all of this stuff is happening now. And I'm transitioning now. And it's time now for me to, I want to rock straight styles. And now the beauty industry supports me doing that without having to get a perm. And there are more products and more tutorials than I could ever think about. So, um, yeah, this was my second big chop. And I'm in a protective style because I got a little lazy in the past two months, which is fine. Definitely uh, fine. <laughs> go, go ahead, but, uh, Imani. Sorry, you were saying something. No, it just chipped out a little bit. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> uh, so, like y'all, my story is, it goes back, I think about 18 years. So I want to keep this really short um, because I've cut my hair a lot. Uh, but I think, I guess I'll talk about the two most memorable times that I cut my hair. Um, so the first time I did the big chop, I was 15. Um, the reason why I went to the salon, they permed my hair, everything was coming out. Like you said, Imani, very stringy, very thin, but still long. So I just went to a beautician and she was able to cut it for me and style it. And around that time, Halle Berry was like, you know, the it girl with the short hair. So um, the responses that I got back, the feedback that I got was really positive because everybody's like, oh my God, Halle Berry. I'm like, oh my, you know, so I was 15. I was really feeling myself. I started getting attention that I wasn't getting before. And I was like, oh, okay, this short hair thing, you know, this, this might be it. Uh, so I've probably been short ever since then. Um, but the second time I cut my hair, I had my son, this was about 10 years ago, uh, and I was taking uh, prenatal vitamins. I couldn't get my hair permed anymore because I was, you know, pregnant. Um, so when I gave birth, I was going to cut my hair, but my husband, like you, Amani, was like, oh, can you leave it and let it grow? So I let it grow a little bit, probably to my shoulders, and then I couldn't find my stylist. She, like, disappeared on me. And I was like, you know what? I just cut it at home. I just cut it all off. I was down to like where my roots are, where you can see the dark. And uh, my husband came home. He was like, what the hell did you do? I was like, I don't know. I went, got some color and I've been nat natural ever since. So yeah, that, that's my story. <laughs> that's what's up. 
Um, wow, so many relatable moments in each and every one of you um, ladies' stories. Um, I believe I am the youngest one on this panel, um, but I feel like our experiences like are just similar in so many different ways. Um, so my hair journey actually um, started very young. Um, the first time that I ever had to cut my hair was due to a scalp condition. Um, I don't know if you're familiar with psoriasis, um, dermatitis of the scalp. So I had it really bad. Um, I've had perms previously, um, but um, years, maybe it was like I was seven years old, I believe when I first had to get it cut. And it was a, probably the most terrifying experience for me because you know, at that age, um, when kids are young, right? They associate um, gender in a, in a very clear sense, like, you know, based on like how they are raised, right? So if you're a woman, you have long hair, if you have hair, and if you're a boy, you don't have no hair, <laughs> you know? So for me, it was a really terrifying experience, you know, having to also deal with colorism and, you know, being bullied for, you know, how dark I was. And then um, also having the um, West African um, layer to it, because at that time it wasn't also, it also wasn't cool to be, you know, um, African or whatever. So by the time I had it cut, I, I remember when I went to the barbershop that day, at the time I was living in, um, in Maryland um, and I cried and then it didn't stop when I went to when I went to school. You know, they would laugh at me, call me names. And um, you know, my hair grew back and my scalp was healthier. We know we figured out what, what the issue was. Um, and then I I did a perm probably once or twice when I came to New York. And um by the end of junior high school, I think it was like 2010. I stopped getting perms. Um, I think, yeah, my grandmother would have me um, go to the um, to the Dominican hair salon because she noticed at some point I got tired of her doing uh, my hair. Um, I had women in my in my family that did hair, but it almost it was almost like trying to book your most favorite hairstylist. <laughs> it's very hard to get them their, get their time, and you know I have really thick hair. Um, it's, it's interesting, it grow not, I wouldn't say thick, very full hair. So it's a lot of hair. You know when it just, the hair just covers so much space and you don't understand why. <laughs> That's like my hair type. So um, I would go to the Dominicans and, you know, they do the, you know, wash and set. Um, you know, I was doing the, they didn't, I, I wouldn't say it was a silk press, but it was a nice wash and set. And um, that's what I, that's what would carry you know, me through. And then in high school, um, I met a few um, friends and two of them actually um, dark-skinned women. Um, I believe one of Trinidadian descent and the other one of Guyanese descent um, who were really pretty much like into like embracing, like they're very like feminine and really like, um, this whole me, me stepping out of the space of like, okay, you know what? I'm a dark skinned black girl and you know, I'm really smart. I know I'm pretty, I know I'm not ugly, but for whatever reason, everybody thinks that I am. Um, so I was really experimenting like how to really um, step into that space and just really like, you know, you know, love, love myself. 
And it really helped to have these ladies next to me. Um, and we're still really good friends now um, because watching how they carry themselves, my Guyanese friend was the first one to cut her hair, okay? She cut her hair short and I always felt like, oh my God, she had the perfect bone structure. She was tall, um, had nice hips. Um, really, she was skinny though, but she, you know, she had, she had the slim thick going on. Um, and I was like, oh my God, like, her name was Tashana. She's like, oh, I'm like, oh, um, I love your haircut. Like it fits your face, you know, um, with haircuts, I've always looked at the Neolongs, the, um, the Halle Berries. Um, I don't remember who else, the Tony Braxton, like when Tony Braxton has short hair, it's a moment. I, and that's just one thing I'm like, the bone structure does not lie. It's a moment when Tony and all these other women, you know, knee along with the dimples, Halle Berries with the cheekbones and the smile, it was just given. So, and, and even Kelly Rowland too, like she was one of those that had her hair in that style for a long time. But my friend, she had it in a natural state. And I think that was like the marker for me because I had not seen that paraded and um, I wouldn't say paraded because that's not a proper term, like embraced and like, you know, done the way that she did it. And she always carried herself with the most confidence. And I started, I was like, oh, this is, this is something that I would want to try. So now when I probably like junior, junior year in high school, I realized, okay, you know what? I have a curl pattern. Um, I like the natural look. I've always liked the natural look. I was never really a fan of the straight. Um, the straight was more convenient because then I wouldn't have to wait to get my hair braided and all that stuff. Um, if it, if it was not braided, if it wasn't done, I could just put it up and, you know, go to school, come back home. And um, I didn't get the cut until maybe my, my sophomore year in college, but throughout high school, I was natural. I transitioned, I like my hair, I let the hair transition. Um, I was using different products. Back then, Cantu was the first one. And, you know, even now we know Cantu is like a no-go, but back then Cantu was like my, Wash and go quick, quick, quick. I have high porosity, so it took my hair forever to dry. But, you know, the styles was was given. So um, sophomore year in college, when I cut my hair at the time, I was in a relationship. And um, I just was like, you know what? I really want to try the short look. And I also want to see what my hair would look like, what it would grow out to be now that I know, like, um, how to do it, you know, how to style it and all that stuff, how it works. So I went for it, just like y'all, I took the scissors <laughs> and I cut my hair, but it wasn't, it wasn't tapered. It wasn't like how Shauna has it or how Latoya has it or Monty. I had it in like the weird in-between stage or the stage right before the in-between starts. And nobody in my family liked it. I had family members in Africa at the time um, who had traveled. My family, they travel all the time back home. And they saw me, they saw the hairstyle debut on Facebook. <laughs> so just imagine when I got all, all these different, why did you cut your hair? Like, what's going on? Like, and because too, I, tr I did my best to shape it in a way that it could shape. But once you after, once after you put the product in and all of that stuff, your hair is like, um, I don't want to say it's going in reversion, but it's just like, 
is that stage right after you cut the hair. So it's not really doing what it's supposed to do because it's just like, okay, whatever I was used to, like you just cut it off. So the hair is trying to do what it do. <laughs> so it, my friends didn't like it. Um, my boyfriend didn't like it. Um, he almost made me feel like I like was ugly now because of like it. Like it was just like the demeanor, like it changed. Um, and I don't think people actually started to warm up to it until like, um, I actually started to, um, embrace it because this was my first time going short after going short so many years ago. And like the, re the response, the initial response that I got was similar to the one that I had when I was a child. So it just kind of, it was a bit, it was a bit traumatic for me, but in the same sense, I was like, okay, you know what, here's the healthy hair. I'm going to grow back anyway, but I'm also, I have to embrace it. You know, um, at the time lemonade had just dropped when I had cut it, I think it was like April, 2016. And because I got so much pushback, I like, you know, that same day lemonade went through, I like crocheted my hair and like, but then the crochet wasn't given. So I cut it all out. I cut it all up and oh my gosh. So, yeah. And then after a while, I was just like, you know what? Freak it. You know, I was, I was like, okay, my head ain't big. It's not as big as it as I thought it was. Um, you know, I was used to like rocking big, like fun, like curly, big old afros and like weaves and stuff like that. Everybody embraces natural hair when it's long and when it has a shape. You ladies can unmute yourselves if you want to um, chime in. Or, you know, and so for me, when I went ahead and um, embraced it fully, um, my walk was different. I mean, I always had a nice walk, but I now own that walk. Um, I, you know, wore a full face. Um, I could walk out without a full face because there's that stage to where you feel like, oh my God, well, I look masculine. <laughs> Let me go beep, beep, beep um real quick <laughs> and then it just like floated off so I grew my hair back um and then a part of me you see I it's so representation is so important ladies it's so important I'm, I'm sure we all know this now um Nancy can I just jump in one second yeah, go ahead um because something you this the section that you were talking about with like how people perceive us and making these choices I just it was ringing so loud to me with that list that you read off about all the reasons the 16 reasons why women cut their hair and the one that I think most people would be like no that doesn't fit is the passive-aggressive one mm -hmm. but I think like our society our culture is seems to be more and I'm talking about American culture um, very like passively indirect right so other cultures look at americans and go like can't stand y'all y'all talk too much right or you're too forward but then american to american sometimes we're not as direct as we think we are we might say one thing in the front and then say something else in the back and so that kind of communication resonates with a passive aggressiveness which doesn't really fall into the real meaning of the term but i say that to say that hair is like a form of power. I think it's one of the first forms of power that we can identify with when we're young people of any gender. And 
being that so much of our body is policed by the people around us or who raise us, then cutting the hair, you know, we all have seen like TikToks or whatever of little kids taking scissors and taking it to their hair and their parents being really upset about it, right? So, you know, there's just this essence where I don't know if the passive aggressive term might have been improperly used, but there is something to be said about wanting to usurp a sense of personal power and doing and making these choices that are irreverent or irrelevant to other people around you, despite what they think and what they feel. That is, a, that is so true. Like it, it, like I said, it's almost like an unspoken, like, no, no, you know, it's like, what are you doing? Like I did so much work, you know, I was, I was even thinking about the relationship between mothers and daughters, especially black mothers and daughters when, you know, your daughter decides, okay, I want to dye my hair. I want to color my hair. And it's just like, them knowing what hair used to used to be like and what it is for us like for centuries now and how almost like having long hair is like standard in their mind like how dare you like ruin this hair that my hair that I worked so hard to like you know build and like grow and nourish and so like the second time that brings me to the second time that I cut it the second time I cut it, um, I was 100% um, confident in who I was. I said, okay, you know, I'm going to go for the tapered cut. I've always admired it on other people, other women. I'm going to go for it. So I got bored one day, you know, my hair was black. I just thought, hmm, maybe I should add some color to it. So I cut it. I colored it. I went to the barber shop. And then like, this was like two years ago and you know, I've been rocking it since I've, I've seen it grow. Like, I'm, like you catch child, like if I want to grow it straight, I will grow it straight. And you know, it would just be here. Um, and I think that's also another part of the conversation too, because it's like, once you cut your hair, there's like this new trope that's attached to you. Oh, you woke. Oh, you sister soldier. Oh, you black lives matter. And oh, you know, I am not my hair. Like that is like everything. There's now this new expectation <laughs> where you like have to like now fit that trope, you know, and oh, you Lupita. And I love all these women that I'm, you know, I'm shouting out, but it's almost like now it's like, well, okay, you stay over there. If you go back to this, then you hate yourself. Yep. If you wear your, if you wear your weave or a wig, you hate yourself. You know, it's that constant policing back and forth, you know, um, to be honest with you, I mean, like, I love big hair. I love my braids. I love everything, you know, but I feel the most sophisticated with a cut. It's like, if you, if you concur, you can unmute yourself and like chime in. Like, I don't, I think we all can, can relate to that fact. You know, that when we cut our hair, it's like, I feel like the baddest thing walking. You can't tell me nothing. Like hair becomes like a part of us. It becomes a part of our, who we are, our personality for like, you're right. Short hair is me. Like I, I, I don't mind going back to wearing weaves and perms and whatever. I don't do that because I have to choose between a perm or color. And I just like, funky color so color it is but um because you know you can't perm your hair okay. and color anyway whatever but I just feel like hair is more than just hair hair really does become who you are my my son has locks long locks he will not 
let me cut it. It is literally an extension of him. One day, I, I hope he allows me to do the big chop with him, but I don't know. We'll, we'll see what happens. But yeah, I just want to make that point really quickly. That it's, it's really becomes an extension of who you are. Yeah, um, for sure. Um, I Now that we're talking about um, the response, right? And like who we are, right? Um, I don't remember, what's the name? Oh, I do remember the name of the movie, Napoli Ever After with Sanal Lantham. You, everyone's watched it? I yes. think it's viewed on Netflix. I have not. I don't think, no, I never watched the whole movie. I've fallen asleep on it. Yeah, that's what it was. <laughs> I well, love the movie. <laughs> I don't like the cheesy love story or, you know, that the whole thing. I think what I really appreciated from that movie is that the difference that it made when Sanaa embraced the cuts versus when she was covering it up, right? Like, it's, I feel like when you cut your hair, you can change it up whenever you want, right? But I feel like in those initial stages, it's so important to embrace it because then you set the precedent and you make the statement for how other people are going to perceive you. Because once you cut it, the perception is already there. But when you embrace it, you set the tone. Remember when she had the scarf on, right? And she went into work and everybody automatically thought, Oh my God, I'm so sorry. <laughs> you know, uh, this is nothing. This is not like disclaimer. If there's anybody suffering with cancer right now, this is not to make light of the situation. But in the movie, that's what it that's what happened. Like, they're like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. I've been battling cancer too. And she's like, What? Cancer. <laughs> like, yeah. It, Oh God, I'm not laughing at the disease. I'm laughing at like the, the response and how people try to like, oh, she she must be sick, so she cut her hair. Like how insensitive can you be? But she might as well, she was sick, you know? She had her, her she her, I think her ex-fiance tell her, oh, you know, I like to see your hair more. And then when, he fi when she finally, you know, got her hair wet, or I, or I think she showed her natural hair, whatever, he rejected it. You know, and then like, could you imagine like you're damned if you do, like <laughs> doomed if you don't, like it was just, it was crazy. And then when she walked up in there with the high waist skirt and like her pumps and, you know, hips swinging and you know, her head, her hair, her face was beat and everything. You saw the shifts in the workplace. And I, and, and that is, that is one of the fun, that is, the funniest things that, that it shouldn't even be a, it's so trivial, right? The idea of hair, but because for some people, hair means so many different things. It's almost like, well, when you do something that's against the norm or the quote unquote norm, then it's like, how dare you? Okay, so we're gonna just discuss real quick, um, short hair at work, um, your friend circle, your romantic relationships, and your fam family dynamics. We already touched on the different reasons why um, women cut their hair in the first place. I'm going to sum it up so that we can just re reiterate that in case anybody missed that. So um, health, both physical and mental. Curiosity, just wanted to try something new. Convenience, wanted to be able to get up and go. 
fashion is a trending hairstyle is more acceptable business you know um it's part of your look um models i know for sure and or entertainers dancers you know they want you actors they want your look to be associated with your your business with what what job they're going to hire you for um so now let's double back you know short hair in different spaces you know work friend circle relationships family dynamics what can you say to the um, experience in those different spaces for you when you've had short hair, when you grew it back, just hair in general? Um, but the, the main focus is short hair. Um, so like in, if you could just give an example of what that was like, um, or um, if you felt like, okay, well, I, I can't come into work without a beat face now because I don't have hair. Um, if, you, if you could speak to something in any of those spaces? Well, um, I'm gonna just start because I've been itching to say something about this. <laughs> you were, when you were listing them, I'm like, I've cut my hair for almost every single one of those reasons. Um, it's just, it's like cutting your hair is just its own experience. Uh, like when you were talking about, um, how there was in the movie there was a shift in how people perceive you like I've never really gotten any negative feedback except for my grandma and we're going to talk about that later <laughs> I've never really gotten any negative feedback because when I decided to cut my hair the first time it was me and it, like I just came out first and foremost like what are you going to say about it it's me. You know what I'm saying? Like I came out so confidently about it. Everyone was like, oh my God, it fits you. Like, even though honestly, I didn't really think it did in the beginning, but because I was so bold about it, no one could say anything about it. Uh, I think my grandma was the only one negative about it because we're from Jamaica and you know, your hair is your beauty, all that stuff. Um, so like, I don't, I don't really think that there's any negative connotation in my experience. It's just that it is what you make it, honestly. Um, as I said, I've cut my hair for every single one of those reasons, um, for mental and emotional health, literally. <laughs> um, I think that was one of my most recent chops. Like it's been for every single situation and it's helped every single situation. I'm not gonna lie. I think there's something therapeutic about it. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie, but yeah, like there, there's just too many instances to even describe in uh, a limited amount of time, but just know like it is what you make it and whatever situation you're trying to solve with it, whatever whatever reason you have to do it, be unapologetic about it, that's simple. Okay, yeah, that's, that's the most important part. Um, well, I love that you said that even when you didn't feel like it, you didn't let it show. And, you know, give or take some, some women are not um, that um, strong. I hate using that term when it comes to women, but for the sake of the conversation are not that strong, not bold to, to do it um, like that. Um, so yeah, um, who wants to go? This is like a fishbowl. Anybody can chime in at work, relationship, family dynamic, any one of those um, spaces um, can speak to it. Um, I'll go just like Imani. 
um, said I didn't get necessarily ne- negative feedback from like my coworkers, my friends, my family. Everyone actually loved it. Little did they know, I felt very uncomfortable <laughs> with the whole process in itself because I literally just chopped it off. And I said I had to die because it was black. I didn't like it. And when I died it, I felt a little bit more better, but just like you said, it didn't snap back the way it was there. I've always had like longer hair considered for a black girl. So it the whole process in itself, it was uncomfortable. Every time somebody did compliment me, I still would say, oh, okay, thank you. And even at times I forgot that I had cut it because it was something that I didn't really want to even acknowledge you know so I would often wear head wraps in the beginning until I did like just embrace it and it was summertime it was a little too hot for that here in New York so I was like you know let me just get to it and I the compliments came for a while even it was like repeated compliments from like friends and family like yo you really you really cut your hair but it looks so nice so nice and I'm like yeah you know I just want to start fresh and then you know as it started to grow I felt like it reached the stage where I was like, I'm uncomfortable with it again because it reached that little, you know, the little bit. Now it's, I'm like, what am I going to do with it? The shortcut was fine, but am I going to let it grow back or am I going to cut it? Because that middle phase is not pretty. <laughs> That's where I'm at right now, y'all. Um, I'm going to be honest with you. Like, I love the cut. This is why I have it a band too now. So I'm like, I want to do, you know, make it, you know, you know, you get used, you get bored to seeing the same thing. <laughs> um, but yeah, I want to touch back on um, that. I do want to make this, put this out there that the response the second time around for me was a lot better in a sense, maybe because I, again, when I first cut it, I didn't have the best shape, you know, when I cut it myself versus when I went out and had the barber do it. And, you know, the response was much different by then I was already like confident in my skin. So like, you know, men, women compliment me here and there, even showing up in Bantu knots like this, like this weird combination, whatever. People at work love it. Customers love it. Um, and my, my, my colleagues are like, oh, you know, I didn't even think of that. You could do that with a Bantu knot and then like a... <laughs> but yeah, so so it's interesting that you, that you um, said that, you know, that you, all you ladies are saying that the positivity has been um, really um has been it's been more positive externally than the negative i'm gonna assume that's that's what we're all worse that's what we're all at if you don't agree then you can chime in and you know um show us tell us what um what that experience is like um so in my experience like i'm i'm the kind of person or as a person i tend to just do um my own thing like style for me and fashion for me is my own personal like rebellion like that just that just always been like that you know i remember like shopping at the thrift store when i was like 15 because that's all i could afford you know and and my mom she was into fashion with me growing up she's got like vintage from like the 20s i mean she was doing vintage from when i was a kid in the 80s so i just grew up in that feel you know and being in high school, again, growing up in the environment that I grew up in, you know, I was like a downtown girl. I would take the train and go into the city on the weekend or, you know, I was just in a different environment than what was me. And so I think like that's always kind of stuck with me. And um, I, I think I, I think pretty early on I got accustomed to people having a problem with what they saw on me, 
or well, why is your hair that color or you know why are you wearing this or who wears who wears track pants and stilettos this is 2001 i do i don't know i don't know I, you don't have to wear it it's on me you know and i think like um i remember even when i had my locks for all those years i started getting marley twist crochet weaves on my locks in like 2012 this is a long time ago i mean i was like i'm bored i want to do something else you know at the time my hairdresser she was so dope she was just like i don't have anybody that wants this but okay we'll figure it out you know and and i think like more most of what i like i said i would get things from people like how many times are you going to change your hair color how many times are you going to do this or whatever and I just believed in my style so much and I kind of feel like some of it comes from what you had talked about, Manji. Am I saying your name properly? Yes. Manji or Manji. Uh, I respond to both. What you were talking about, what you touched on earlier, which is almost like this internalized uh, experience of other people experiencing you negatively. You know, I had gotten teased so much. I had gotten told I was so many bad things and picked apart or whatever that my personal rebellion was like, well, I like it. So, you know, if y'all don't like it, fine, you know? And um, I, I kind of think like, I'm probably too attached to my style. I'm one of those people where, like if you ask me where I got something, I'm gonna tell you, I don't, I don't know. I don't know where I got it. I don't know. I don't, I don't feel bad either. No, my shit is personal. Oh, well, <laughs> I don't care. I don't care. Everyone got the right to be themselves. You, you know, whatever. Everybody's different. I'm not um, mad at you. <laughs> everybody's different, but you know, I, my, my style is very personal to me from my hair to my clothes to whatever I'm doing. And I want to see people have that same kind of person personality with their self too. You know, like be you, do you. And for all the people who've had comments over the years, they've been in the same hairstyle all these years. All right, so I'm like, don't ask me. You getting your action from me. Sit back, eat this popcorn, and wait on the next color. Because <laughs> you, you right here with yours. <laughs> Oh God, I I was laughing because I actually, uh, I like sharing where I get my stuff from. I mean, I'm, I'm with you on that. Ain't nobody gonna rock it like how I do, but here's the information, boo. Do what you want to do with it, but it ain't gonna look like me and that's no shade or tea, but you know, so yeah. Um, I really appreciate um, appreciate what you just said. Okay. I want to say, um... I've never gotten negative feed like anything negative, no negative feedback when I cut my hair because everybody, everyone loved it for the most part. All the men, my family, everybody. It's only when I started to grow it back, then people would be like, "Are you okay? Why do you want to grow it back?" And I'm just like, "Damn, I want to try something new." Even though I've tried everything under the sun, that was the only time that they really were just like okay and I've always felt in my element with short hair but it took me a long time to really embrace that that I, that was me I was that person like I try to stay low-key but it never it's just not me and I had to embrace the shortness it, it's only this year and I think because you know everybody there's a lot going on right now and then, um, you know, I just had a baby in January. Only this year when I was just, oh, thank you. You look good. <laughs> See your Instagram page. I'm like, what? Thank you. It's only this year that it really forced me to be like, nah, Shauna, 
this is just you. Like, I I don't like to focus too much on. I like to keep it simple. My hair, simple but really like edgy, if that makes sense. Simple but edgy, mm-hmm. and I don't have time to focus on my hair and what's going on up there. So if if I look good and it's clean and when I go outside, I can focus on everything else that needs to be focused on. Cause I know that, all right, this is already taken care of. This is already me. Let me just embrace who I really am. So, and my grandmother, every time I wore my wig in college, I would go down and ask my grandmother, like, Granny, you think, how you, how you, how you liking my outfit? And she was like, you look nice, Shauna, but, but why you have on, on the wig? I'm Guyanese too. Um, <laughs> She's like, why you got on the wig? She said, I feel like the wig does, it, it hides your beauty. And I'm yeah. like, all right, Granny, I'll take it off tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> granny knows best. Yes. She knows best. <laughs> yes, I, I have a few touch points, but I want everybody to um, to share before I, I circle back on a few things you said. Um, I guess I'll, I'll go. Um, as far as negative feedback, um, I didn't get actually... When I first cut my hair as a teen, I did get negative feedback from my mom because at the time I was taking school pictures and she was upset with me because I got a full-blown mohawk. Like, I guess I was being passive aggressive because those pictures are ugly to this day. I'm like, what the hell was I thinking? Um, so yeah, I did it somewhat. Um, but I would say I got the most negative feedback when I went natural. So it was cool when I had short hair, when it was permed and it was like, oh, Halle Berry, mm-mm. you know, that was cool. But when I went natural, <laughs> I got a lot of negative feedback. Like, mm, girl, go get, why don't you permit and make it look like how it looked before? I was like, the hell? Um, and then one of my friends, she had accused me of like jumping on the natural hair trend. I'm like, no, I, you know, my, I wanted to cut my hair and I want to color it. And my beautician said, the only way I can get color <laughs> is if I leave it natural. And I, I like it. I, I kind of like my, my little coils or whatever. I, I didn't even know my hair could look like this. Um, so I, I, I would say that was the only time I really got negative feedback. My husband always been like really supportive of all the crazy stuff. Like y'all, um, I feel like we all have a lot in common. I probably had every hairstyle like y'all you can think of. Um, and he, I don't know, he, he likes it. So I guess it's okay. Personalities, <laughs> Athena. Okay. I, I don't know why I thought I went, but um, yeah. I'll be, I'll feel free to talk to him. It doesn't matter. <laughs> I, I really thought I did, but um, yeah, I didn't like, I, I did, I did go. Cause oh, I was saying that I didn't get, but I do have something to say though. Um, because it seems like we've all experienced like a little negative, definitely more on the positive side. And um, I'm certain it's not on any one of us, but I feel like people are afraid of change, mm-hmm. you know, especially within themselves. So when they see somebody that like, like myself, I've always had here. So when they see someone that, oh, you just cut it off, instantly they assume something is wrong with you. <laughs> Or it's like, oh, you know, it's cute, but but why the change? Uh, you know, if it's nice, just let it be nice. It's not the the questions and things like that that come after, you know? So I, I definitely feel like people are just like not used to change, even with hair color, going from perm to, to natural, going from long to short. It, it's a change that people are not used to. Okay. All righty. So um, 
Before we wrap it up, um, I do want to touch back on a few things that were said. Um, I remember I said I was going to come back to Shauna. Um, when you said simple but edgy, it just had me thinking fearsome energy. Because that's really and truly why I named the podcast that. I've always felt like my style was um, soft sophistication with a hint of badass. Right. And I didn't know that I had badass in me until like I was able to sport the, the short hair twice. And um, I, I'll probably do it again after I grow it out um, a few more times. So when you said that, I was like, yes, this girl, she gets it, yes. Um, but, and then I also wanna touch um, back on what everybody said about um, as far as um, people projecting their insecurities onto you. You know, um, I, I spoke about this in a post recently on Instagram where I said, um, you know, when people aren't able to embrace you for who you are or the things that you do, one or two things don't happen. They're either going to um, respectfully disagree and let you do boo, like do you boo, you know, I wouldn't do it, but do you boo, you know, looks good on you boo, or they're just going to project, 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 project. And um, I, I, I speak about this in, um, in my book. Um, let me get over to page right here I have a whole not a whole chapter but um a section in um the book where I speak about um colorism and um I break it down into um the the nuances of it right because this was and this was written this was a speech actually written about maybe like seven or six years ago um, when I was in college, it was a speech that actually made it into my book. So I was like, oh, I did so good on this speech. I'm going to put it in the book. So um, this section about colorism, I speak about featureism and texturism. And I find it interesting with short hair, especially featureism and texturism, just they come hand in hand with it, right? So um, if you have if you have a, a less pronounced nose, right? Or a straighter nose, or if your cheekbones sit just as high as a Naomi or, or Tony Braxton, or if your lips, you know, are the perfect size. Now everybody wants the big lips, but, you know, back then it was like a certain aesthetic to it, right? Even some of our favorites, right? Um, the Lupitas, the Nia Longs, the... Um, Issa Rae's, Yvonne Orgies, and, you know, old school, Halle Berry, um, who else? I'm forgetting. But, like, this, I noticed short hair on, on some women in our community, right, is not praised the same way as others. And I'll use myself as an example, right? When I, um, when I went natural, when I fully embraced the natural transition through high school up until now, when I got my hair cut, I still feel like even with some of the pushback I got about it, about my hair being short, that I always got the, one of the positive things, or I, I guess positive, right? Cause I speak about it in the book too. Oh, um, your hair, your, your curls are so nice. And, oh, you know, your hair type is nice and all of that stuff. Like it, it would always come with that, or like, you know, I like how nice your hair is, right? So like, it would make me feel uncomfortable because I'm just like, well, if my hair was a type 4C, 
um, with very tight coils, would the conversation be the same? You know, and that's and, and, and that's one of the reasons why, too, I I try to make my hairstyles very versatile so that people can see like I could I have I have the, the, the four the type four hair look too when it's dry and sometimes when it's not even with no product in it and I could also pull off the the 4b 4a just fine but I'm type four you know like let's not try to exotify it to make you feel comfortable about the fact that I have um short hair or you know this type of hairstyle um and so that was my own like situation with it but I've also um I, I did a little bit of scrolling on YouTube um to prior to having this conversation, starting this conversation, um, there were some women who maybe had noses that are wider than than mine. I, I feel like I have a, a very like pronounced black nose. I love my nose. I would never change it. No, nothing like that. But there are some women who feel like, you know, oh, we have the same noses, but now nah, I don't like how my nose looks. So I was afraid what the short hair would do, <laughs> you know, to my nose. Would it make it look more pronounced or you know, so that's that's what I really wanted to speak to is that the the, the featureism, featureism and the texturism aspect of having short hair, because as you mentioned, Shauna, right, when, you, when, you, when your grandmother said, oh, the wig cover your beauty, right? But, and, and this is a thing too, like short hair almost acts the same way as updos do, right? So you, you, everybody gets to see everything. If you think you're the most beautiful thing, then having no hair on your head is it makes no difference but when you feel like okay you know maybe i'm, I'm okay or i like i, may, I could try this and i wait I, i'm not going to do that this is safe for me you feel like okay you know what the hair would would help to take away from the thing that you find ugly and like you know heighten the things that you do find yourself to find to be beauty on yourself um so it was just really interesting hearing that narrative. And every time somebody spoke, I'm like, yeah. When Latoya said, oh, I had to choose between texture and color. And I chose the color because what you mean? <laughs> like, <laughs> you mean I, um, I, I should go like get a pixie? And the, the most interesting part that you said, when, when you said that, it took me back to a few days ago when I told my male coworker, he's black. Um, I'm, I'm going to do this, this, this thing on this podcast about short hair or whatever. And his whole thing was just like, oh, why cut it all off though? Why not do a pixie? And I'm looking at him like, I'm like, okay. It's, and here's the thing too. I, I always give people grace in the sense that they have to learn. They will learn on their own timing and different stages and stuff like that because I think he's one of the most brilliant people that I've met so far at my job and even even he has some learning to do you know some people learn when they have children for me one of my biggest things is like when I have um, my children primarily daughters I want them to see me with long hair I want them to see me with short natural hair I want them to see me with braids I want them to see that you know like you can do it all. And, and here's the thing, right? There are certain styles that I wouldn't do for myself, but I could appreciate on others. And I, that's, and I think that's sometimes with children, because we're so, they're so impressionable, if they feel like it's not acceptable amongst their peers, they're most likely not going to be able to embrace it and appreciate it on someone that does not fit the norm. 
And I think that is so important. Like if she, my model has always been, if she likes it, I love it. It may not be for me, right? But she's rocking it well. She's she's making it work for her. And I could appreciate and respect that. And I feel like that's one of the main reasons why I wanted to have this conversation again, because if you remember the original post, I said I was at the barber shop and my barber was telling me, oh, you know, when I told him, I said, oh, I said, Sean, you know, go a little sharper over here because my hair grows fast. And once it starts growing, it don't, I don't look clean no more. You know, it, it doesn't, it's like my makeup now. <laughs> it's like what a beard does to, to certain men. Like, you know, it just has to be placed right. And he's like, oh, I was afraid to do that because some women come in the chair and they were cutting their hair for the first time. And they're like, don't make me look like a man. And then the barber next to him, and, and he, 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 he said, we looked at her like, really? In his mind, he's like, I'm not that good. I can't turn you into a man. <laughs> like, I mean, I love my barbers. Like, they, they one of the reasons um, that I, I feel so comfortable going constantly. Like, you know, I've had women in my hair, in my, um, in my family cut their hair too, eventually, and, you know, style it that way. And then I think, I think it was my cousin who, who went ahead and, and got to, went to the barber first. And I was like, oh, maybe I should try the tape and look or whatever. And so when, when that conversation, I'm like, really though? Like so many women have been changing their hairs, being unapologetic about themselves. I really didn't still expect this thing to be a thing, you know, um, especially since we've seen so many women do it from time to time, not just black women, but um, yeah, you have something to say, Shauna? to touch on the fact that you said don't make me look like a man i purposely go into the barber shop and tell my barber cut me like you cut these men okay cut me like you cut these men do not <laughs> i want my i want it to be clean okay don't mm -mm. Mm -mm. yeah don't do me <laughs> yeah i've always been like i just want to i, I be trying to be low-key i i do stay low-key but i still be wanting to go out and prove it's probably like that's a, probably like an ego thing but prove like nah i got this in the bag just like these men got it in the bag <laughs> hello right I'm, I'm i'm guilty of saying that i'm not gonna lie i'm like don't don't make me look like a man don't be having me looking extra masculine out here now don't you know keep keep something on the sides for me but i don't mind going going low as well but i i have been guilty for saying that and, and that's perfectly fine because like I said, we all grow and learn at different stages. And um, something, like I said, for me, I, I've i always admired the tapered haircut for the simple fact I'm like, yo, how does she pull it off and still not like give like masculine vibes. But once we realize that the core of it is not, it's not the actual haircut, it's the energy behind the, air, the haircut, then, my perception changed entirely, you know? And sometimes, so like, for me, the only time I feel like I, I feel most insecure with without hair is when I break out. Uh, because now my, because I have no safety net. And sometimes like, realistically, when I started um, learning how to do makeup, like it was an everyday thing. You know, I was, I was, I started out in high school, you know, learning. I started, I used to put the mascara and put it on my eyebrows and, you know, cause I, I didn't know back then that like YouTube was not YouTube now, you know, with the tutorials. Okay. So I was just, 
I was watching and I was trying to figure it out. You know, I have some women in my family used to laugh at me, but it was only because they was like, nah, it, it looks crazy. I see what you're trying to do, but it looks crazy. You know, it would have helped if they knew how to do it, how to like correct it, but they didn't know how to correct it. So at the time I felt like, oh, y'all just hate it. But really and truly, I look crazy back then. So, but like, I don't want to have to wear like do makeup every day or whatever. So I, one thing I, I, I should say with having short hair and just having my face exposed all the time, skincare became like a, a thing. Like imagine like, you know, having your face done and everything and like you have to deal with acne. <laughs> like, so it, it, it really did something good did come out of it. Um, but yeah, I, I think, I think we've pretty much like um, touched on on everything here i'm sorry i'm a i'm a stickler for scripts and um and writing and all of that stuff um so i do write it down um let's tell one more story about why i cut my hair oh yeah sure sure we got to mention. all right i just we really got quickly I, I promise y'all it's not long it's gonna be like 20 maybe 25 seconds um, but one time, I know we all got a million stories because we, we cut our hair in stages, right? Every three, five, whatever. But one time I actually went to the Dominican salon and they said they was conditioning my hair, but it oh. smelled like chemicals. And let's just say a week later, I was bald-headed anyway. So I just, you know, had the snip, snip cut. But yeah, that this was about maybe five years ago. Five or six years ago, yeah, went to the Dominican salon. It was like, we're going to put some conditioner, some special conditioner. She put the special conditioner in my hair. I'm like, why does it smell like chemicals? She's like, oh, no, mommy, you good, you good. Um, then she went and got some neutralizing shampoo. I'm like, why are you using neutralizing shampoo to take out conditioner? And, you know, they started speaking Spanish to each other. I was like, maybe you're being... You know how you're talking to yourself? I'm like, girl, you're being paranoid. Mm-hmm. Who would put perm in conditioner? Who would do this? But yeah, that's, that's what they was doing, child. Right over there, right over there. On... Now, let me stop. I know do that. <laughs> but around the corner. Yeah, and you know, the funny thing about that is, I think when, this is why I'm so distrusting of anybody touching my hair that's not family, because... Like, don't get me wrong. I would still go to like, like I have a salon um, next to my house that when I wanted to get my hair straight in or whatever, but that's because we, I trust her, you know, like we, we've established that trust. She's, she's, she's also um, Dominican, but she's one of those Dominicans that know she black. Okay. <laughs> and so she's not on that spectrum. So like we have that, we, 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 we understand each other. Um, I think I've only straightened my hair maybe twice with her. Um, I do want to get a, like, a, like a full on, full on silk press. Um, I'm still searching for that, but I, right now I'm rocking the short. So it's not really on my mind, but eventually I want to get to that space where I could trust somebody in my hair because again, like that's them projecting their standard of beauty onto you and that may not even be your what you're looking for like okay well she's here to for me to like you know fix these naps you know I, I don't even like using that word um yeah. 
but that's like the demeanor that Low out. yeah that has to go through somebody's mind for them to alter the the um the chemical contents of you know a simple something that's just supposed to be a simple blow up wash and set um yeah that's that's crazy to me and and you know that's that's one of the reasons why like I when it comes to my braids my cousin my, my aunts do my braids I have an aunt that does really good braids knotless braids um if y'all want the, the hookup <laughs> I'll, I'll let y'all know um what the prices are with that um but and, and for, for me like as far as me dealing with my natural hair, knowing what it needs with like, I, I've been using YouTube. I've been, you know, asking, you know, the next sister next to me and that's been working for me. Um, but I feel like the reason why, like I have my Bantu knots right now, two reasons. It's cold outside. And because I have high porosity, my hair takes forever to dry. So going mm. outside and then your, your scalp, your pores are open and this weather is just not conducive. It's not productive. I only had it out when I was in Houston a few um, a few weeks ago. Um, it made sense because I like, you know, I wasn't gonna get sick. But in situations like this, where maybe I could try a silk press, but I don't I just don't have nobody that I trust can do it the way yeah. I want it to get done. <laughs> So a, a part of that too is like when you when you um when you cut off the hair that you you cut off all the the I, I would say bad hair right in this sense that like it's not healthy right you, when you cut off the unhealthy hair you start a new it's almost like a baby to you you have to you start nurturing it differently I remember maybe the first time that I put a sew in back in after I um I've been natural like and not like it's it, it, my hair it's different like your scalp is is different like it needs different things because it's it it's adapted and changed to to um to fit the, the certain conditions that it's used to um I would still do I don't think I'll do sewing somewhere I, I'm, I'm more of a wig person now because it, it just makes more sense the wig could stay put without me having to sew it through like you know a plus b equals c squared plus b <laughs> <laughs> I want to try these wigs out. I, I'm old school. I come from the sewing era. I have not tried the wig yet. I did try an invisible part that was hot back in like 2010. I don't know if anybody is yeah. over. But anyway, yeah, back yeah, in 2010, invisible part. Um, but I don't know. I'm scared of wigs. I feel like the wind gonna blow and boom, that's oh, it. That's and then the blue. <laughs> like I don't know just, let me tell y'all a hack about that I actually don't use glue no okay I don't and I think also it depends on like like because I it's not that I'm a hairstylist but when I realized that I wanted to wear wigs and be on a budget I I'm sorry with beauty and in fashion I'm a I'm a cheapskate I'm sorry okay like even if I'm gonna pay you like I'm, I'm going to look for the best, but the most reasonable price, because I, I change my mind ever so often. I, I can't be spending money that I would want to spend on my equipment on my hair. It just doesn't make sense. So um, what I do is I make sure that I sew the I make the wig tight. I sew it really nice and tight. And then um, if I when I did have braids, right, when I did have hair around the perimeter, um, I would 
sew on the clips and you'll be surprised. When the wig is tailored to your head size, it's a completely different experience. I've never had to use glue. I don't, don't ask me to do a frontal. I'll, I'm not the person to do it, but I'm good at plucking and I, you know, will use the foundation and I'll get the nude cap and all of that, do all of that stuff. But really and truly, I don't have the time and I don't have the money because yeah. if it's hot, it's lifting and it's a lot of maintenance. <laughs> it's a lot of maintenance. Like I have the time to really sit and do it myself, but repetitively, like something like that, it is best. I would say you go to a professional one time, maybe two more times to figure out how to do it. And then when you learn how to do it, that's how you save your money. But um, every day. I'm not that handy. I'm not that, well, not handy. (laughs) I'm not that, I'm not that talented yet. I don't know. We'll see. Wow. So, um, I guess we can um, wrap it up. Unless anybody has anything else to say, if you want, if you want to shout out your business, now is the time to. Um, just make sure you you text me because I, I I sent each and every one of you my number. It's in the email. Text me the information so when I'm editing, um, we can put that up there for you. Um, because this is the Fierce from Energy podcast. As I mentioned, we only highlight um women doing the like the best things for themselves, whether it's hair, makeup, um, if you're interested in STEM and the arts. Um, we This is not, this is a gossip-free zone. This is just really just uplifting and bringing positivity. I know this doesn't get a lot, of, this doesn't generate a lot of views and stuff like that because it's not trending and it's not something that, um, it's not that it's not trending. It's not something that people can feed into um, that's negative. Um, so it does not generate much viewership, but we, we're going to we're going to keep on pushing this because that's I believe that it's important, you know, um, especially as a, as a young woman, as a young black woman to um, create a space where women can show up as they are, where black women can show up as they are, however they choose to show up. You know, you'll be surprised who who are my friends and you'll be, you'll be like, well, that's I, I, I don't see it. But at the end of the day, that's that's because that's who I am like. I really, if she likes it, I love it. Okay. I may not subscribe to everything, but there are some, there are similarities and things of there that I can align myself with to the point where I don't feel like I have to judge um, a woman based on her background and stuff like that. And, you know, we can make magic together. So if you want to shout out whatever you got going on, now is the time to do it. Okay. First hand, Latoya. <laughs> I just want to shout out my book club. <laughs> called red wine and thoughts um we're on instagram red underscore wine underscore thoughts uh you can also find us i'm sorry underscore by underscore black um because we're affiliated with the black resource network which is a networking group for black people in queens so join the black resource network uh we also have a facebook page with 1500 uh members we host a happy hour every sunday and if you are an author or you a poet um like Kashel and you want to share what you're working on um, with audience, reach out, um, redwineandthoughts at gmail.com. Okay, ladies, you heard it, redwineandthoughts. I just asked you, Latoya, to stick it, stick the handle in the, the chat box. I'd love to follow, and I'm so grateful to have been a part of this evening with all of you. It was nice to connect, and as we've been talking, and um, Manji, you referenced the you know, the texturism and 
how that relates into all the other isms that get projected onto us. It really made me think about this piece that I wrote. This is the book. It's called 846. It's just first official amount of time um, they released on George Floyd's death of, of the duration of that tragedy. Um, and it's an anthology, an all black anthology um, with all black playwrights. Um, and uh, it's a collection and it just made me think about the piece that I wrote. And I just want to read a stanza or two because it really made me realize like, wow, um, <laughs> as an artist, you know, sometimes we create things, we express things, but we're doing it in real time. We don't, we may not always know our motivation or what, what we were saying when we were saying what we were saying. Mm -hmm. um, and I realized that this piece is really about my experience of other people's projections onto me, right? So it's called Hashtag The Black Girl by Cashel Campbell. This pain isn't new. I don't matter. My voice doesn't matter. My love is ignorable. My existence is a dream. I would have come and gone and no one would have seen me or heard me. My hair is good enough to be touched, poked and pulled. It's good enough to be a wig, costume or extension. Nappy Naptoria, coiled hair, zero A at the beauty supply. You won't buy it. I can be looked at and oogled at and axed out loud in public, at work or at play if my own grown hair is real. I'm living in the biggest invisible cage. I'm a freak show, Sarah Bartman, 2016, big ass in tow. And the ass, my big ass, the big asses, the big brown asses can be packaged in jeans and shorts and injected in Central America or in North if you want. The black asses matter and they can be fashioned and touched and fucked and wanted. And she's really only hot because of that big old ass. Big, fat, black ass, my own men's glory, but just my ass changed my skin and my hair texture is too black. So that's just the first three stanzas. Come on, first three stanzas. Oh, wow. That's, that was powerful. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. You're going to have to eat. Yeah. Thank you. But uh, so much of it really is talking about, I as we get together, it's just reminding me that we've had such a very similar experience and how many parts of us, of our beauty, of our beings have just been commodified and misunderstood and not really embraced in a real way. And, um, and I think that the more opportunities we have to discuss this is the more opportunities we are really healing ourselves and each other. So thank you. You're very welcome. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Anyone else before we close out? I wrote my um, hand. Yes. Um, go ahead, Tashana. I'm just saying I wrote my handle in the chat. Sorry. <laughs> okay. All right. Um, let's see. I don't know how to screenshot. Let me see. I don't think yeah. I wrote it in the chat as well, but I'll let you, I'll let you guys know a little bit about it um so my artwork my handle for that is goddess underscore athena god underscore art and that's for my artwork i've done like a host of shows all over new york and some in the surrounding areas as well uh, which is all original artwork painted by me thought of by me and i also do prints as well so um, people will have the opportunity if they didn't get the original, they could get like a print or, you know, even for a cheaper price as well. And for my self-care line, which consists of 
homemade candles. I definitely make them all scented from essential candles to fragrance candles. Um, and the body, some of them have the matching body butters as well, but I do make body butters. Beard oil for men as well, which is pretty dope. Those been like on a rise and um, beard balms as well. So it's definitely just continuing with the whole self-care thing. And that handle is goddess Athena underscore essentials. Okay. All righty. Anyone else? Um, before I really say what I was going to say, I really wanted to point um, on Mandy, you said um, when you start having your kids, you want them to, you know, understand that there's no norms, really. You want them to embrace differences. And I have two girls, one on the way. And trust me, they see my hair long. <laughs> they see my hair bald, like literally scalp. <laughs> um, and they love all of it. I think early exposure is really, really important. Uh, with that being said, um, follow me at Billionaire Imani. Um, I'm gonna be launching a six figures in six months um, coaching course in January, most likely. So look out for that. I don't really have anything right now, but look out. Uh, follow me and it will be on my page girls okay we'll be we'll be looking out for that and congrats yes girl mom I just have to say that because you know we, I feel like there's a thing with everybody not wanting to have girls but listen I I want daughters <laughs> I want sons too but like my daughters when I get them they're like I, I can't wait um, that's another conversation, Mandy, that you yeah, should Yeah, that's have. another conversation. I'll, I'll probably bring you ladies back on, whoever has um, daughters. Um, uh, definitely you have that segment. Um, is there anybody else before we close out? Um, I'm a hairstylist, guys, in Brooklyn, New York. Mm. Pull up on your girl. And I'm also really funny, guys. So definitely follow me on my regular Instagram, too. Alrighty, thank you so much. Um, just make sure you send me those handles and, and things that sort offline so I can, when I edit, put that all um, on here. But um, I just want to thank you ladies so much. Like I was like, oh my God, I'm going to be speaking with strangers. I wonder if they're going to like me. They're going to catch the vibe. Because I know when I'm, when I'm a writer, I come off a lot more, um, what's more like serious. Um, so I was just really happy that um, I'm over here and we get to embrace and like really um, take on the energy. I will ask you ladies offline for your addresses and stuff like that, because I will, I do want you ladies, especially to have a copy of um, Mom. Um, I feel like it's a book that, it's a love letter that women should pick up over and over and over and over again, pick it up, put it down. It's not in chrono chronological order for a reason. Um, but yeah, thank you so much for um, coming to the Fierce Femme Energy podcast. Um, this is the first official episode after the three segment series, um, the introductory series. Um, I can't wait to fish out more topics. If you feel like even if the topic isn't for you, but for somebody else, I gladly have that woman on. Um, again, this is a woman's space only, so no men allowed. <laughs> No men allowed. They're allowed to watch, but they're not allowed to, to speak when Black women are speaking. And that's not me being um, um, sexist or anything like that. But I feel like so many people rush to silence us when we start talking. 
off just off the rip of us being black women and their perception of what we're allowed to do and what we're not allowed to do. Um, so um, just trying to keep that space safe and respectful for us. Um, I ask that you only invite female women. Um, but yeah, thank you so much for being on the Fierce from Energy podcast. And um, we'll see you next time. I'll try to get this video out to y'all as soon as possible. Um, I Instagram has this new feature where you could um, invite collaborator. I've done it with a few of the other um, podcast members. So that way you will have access to that video to your part if you want to share with your friends and family, um, show them what you've been a part of. And also, it's just a quick way, it's a good way to also um, promote and, you know, put yourself out there and elevate what you're doing. Um, Cause I feel like this is that space for that. Um, thank you again so much ladies. And um, yeah, feel free to text me. The email thing is just to be formal first time, but text me or whatever. Um, and um, yeah, definitely. Thank you again, Black Resource, because I have to shout y'all out because this is really how I got so many responses. I put out on Instagram, my friends shared, but Black Resource really delivered. So I I really want to um, thank you so much, Latoya. And I just want to say y'all are so stunning. And y'all are just still the assignment. <laughs> thank you. I don't want to take up too much of your time and have a good night. Good night. Bye. Thank you, Maggie. Good night. Good night, ladies. Hey there. It's your favorite girl, Manji Nadia Baka, author of Mom. If you love what you heard on the Fearsome Energy podcast, go ahead and hit that subscription button below, like this video, and also turn on that notification bell so you know every single time we post here at the Fearsome Energy podcast. And if you haven't already heard, but the stepchild, aka a paperback, has been pushed to the side, not really, but the main child, the hardcover copy of Mom is now available on Amazon and Apple Books and Google Play Books and, I just like saying that, <laughs> and on my website, 100 Degrees of MNK, that's www.100degreesofmnk.com. Pick up your hardcover copy now. Um, it's available for $19.95. The paperback stepchild is now $15.95 if you're on a budget. Um, listen live to our podcast on Apple Podcasts. That's right. It's Fierce Fem Energy on Apple Podcasts. Thank you so much for watching and see you next time.